We are back. Talk 11, part Frank is guiding the discussion tonight. So Frank said this, are Americans groomed in a culture that breeds more individualism or collectivism? Critical thought. The state of the United States currently is race or political relations. So I can probably rehash that. He's asking, are more Americans for individualism or for collectivism? Motherfucker, I understood what he said. You ain't got to dumb it down for me, man. I just want to make sure, man. Maybe I do. <laughs> I felt disrespected. Oh, I would apologize, but I won't. <laughs> so what's the answer, goddammit? That's all we care about. You know, I'm going to alley-oop this to, to Vic Damone. Because he going to be real political. Yep, go ahead, Vic. I don't think Vic can hear me. He need to be in this one right now. Frank, I can't speak for America because I'm one man doing the best that I can. But I will tell you right now, I'm an individualist to the fucking heart. Okay? I care about me, myself and I, and my family, my direct people that I come home to every fucking night. That's just me. All right? I can't speak to everything else. So, Vic, go ahead. Where where I think we're going or where I where I'd hope we could go, I think are two different directions currently. I think politically, over the past maybe let's just look at the past four months. I think there's been a tremendous divide in the country. And and that divide is creating different individuals. I don't think that that divide is bringing those two different groups together any tighter. So the inability for people to sit down and listen and have an intelligent conversation and just actually talk about things, vice, ostracizing one or the other because they have different beliefs, I think that's creating more individualism. And that is going to become a, uh, a long-term problem if it continues. The unification of the nation needs, needs to happen from my perspective, but there are a lot of things that that need to get addressed and really need to have a positive solution and positive light shining down on them. Biggest issue I think with that is you got two different sides, both sides throwing stones at each other and nobody is willing to look in their own house. Nobody's willing to say, hey, you know what? Maybe I do have a problem with this. And if I can address this, can I bring that solution to the table and say, hey, look, you identified this problem, this is what I've done about it, how do you feel about it? And if both sides could do that and collectively move forward, then I'd, I'd see us come come back together as a nation. That's that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, that sounds good. I mean, that sounds intellectual. You feel me? So I, I, I like that. That was, yeah. Did that answer your question, Frank? I know that answered probably your first part, but your second part, I'm probably going to have to reiterate. His second part was critical thought. The state of the U.S. currently in race and political relations. What are your thoughts on that? Say that again. He's asking what our thoughts are on the U.S.'s current state of race and political relations. Well, I think the, the current state is pretty fucked up. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, hey, that's an honest opinion. I'm, I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You know, it's 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 not it's not anywhere where 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 any of us want it to be, and I don't I don't care what side of the fence you're on, 
what the viewpoint is I don't think that uh, anybody can agree that they're satisfied with where the current race relations are and I think every two years somebody says something like this is the year 20 whatever or 19 whatever like why are we still having these issues and it's because they're not truly being addressed they're being pacified and and brushed under the rug that's true but I guess my question is do you think that the race relations have heightened in the last mm, four years. I think racial relationships have, the tension has heightened, not not the relationship building. I, I think over the past, and, and I don't even want to say the past four years and try and point the finger at one individual. Okay, okay, I, I agree with that. I think that uh, that recently tensions have have risen to, to there was a point where I was honestly concerned that uh, we were on the brink of a different type of civil war, probably the end of December, beginning of January time frame. I was I was honestly concerned about how far the divide had gotten, and um, and that's both political and race related, right? Because you can be white Democrat, white Republican, African American Republican, African American Democrat, whatever it doesn't matter. When you start throwing race and political views in there, that becomes a real, real murky water set. And uh, and those divides were looking pretty bad. So for me personally, I don't even think it was political or racial. I think it was just more of the concept of humanity. A lot of my friends are now police officers and having discussions with them and listening to them trying to justify to me why X amount of force was required to address specific situations to me was 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 difficult because this is someone I have known for years trusted with my life and now when I look at a viewpoint of hey this person's humanity or this person's human rights basic human rights were violated and they're telling me the opposite it was rough because I I'm sitting there like you you are my friend. I call you a friend. How are we at this this pinnacle point now in life where we disagree on basic human rights? So that's just it for me. No, and and I think I think the only um the only thing with that is unfortunately and it's unfortunate for both sides, right? the the public all the general public sees is what the media and mainstream wants us to see so do I agree with uh, with all the actions that were taken no not at all not at all but there are things there were events that were leading up to to that situation there's there are other things that are always in play that we don't always get and there's a part of me that looks at what's going on in the news today you turn on the news you're watching what's going on or what have you um i kind of look at it like it's designed to keep you in a sense you know it's kind of designed to keep you afraid there's there's just enough bad things going on all the time everywhere uh you should be you should be just nervous 
you know, when, when you're going out and about, you never know what could happen next. And I don't think that's the way we live. So I slightly, I slightly disagree because I don't, I don't think it's designed to keep us afraid as much as it is designed to keep us upset, angry, heated, aggravated. Um, then I get it. I, I get, and, and again, we, let's look at this as, 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 as from the lens that we, we, we live in. From our occupations, if you want to call it that, we have a clear understanding of certain levels of force and requirements that are needed to gain what we call control. So when we say that we know what these things are, or we think we can identify what these things are, it raises questions of well, how much control is needed, how much force is required to gain such a control. When you look at the number of um, people on one side versus the number of people on the other side and how much they are subdued or controlled, are these additional um, techniques or tactics required, really, are they really required to do X, Y, and Z. And then if X, Y, and Z, and again, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. Um, we're, we're going off into a deeper realm in which that we were not intended. But um, when we look at that, at the end of the day, the concept of control while sustaining life is a real thing. But when that changes from control to now we are not sustaining life, someone has died, the question becomes whether I am a cop or a nurse or a doctor or a normal civilian or a dad or a mom, it becomes at what point was it past control and now it was fatal. It was not necessary. It was unnecessary. And and I don't, I don't even know what else to say, but you, you, I think I'm hoping you get what I'm saying. To your point, that excessive force or excessive nature was unprecedented, was not required, got it, 100%. When I think of, and in this particular instance, I'm, we're talking about police officers or, or just you know somebody that's in a capacity that serves a community, in this case, the, the policing, right? I feel like it's a it, one it's a terrible job or it's a it's one of those jobs where it's like you can't be too cautious but you can't be too relaxed at the same time because I feel like and also it depends on where you're at right the crime level etc yes there should have been a line that said okay now you are going way too far right and there was actually obviously individuals watching this happen that were also police officers that did not take any any action in stopping whatever was going on so to blame everybody right so i'm not condoning that before you know before i say what i'm about to say because i feel like it's going to be a bit unpopular if i was a police officer right and now that is a choice that you make uh whatever the reason for becoming a police officer uh i am pro police i i you know i think it's a very thankless job what you do um but i feel like you have to live on edge a bit and the reason i say that is because especially if you're like in these bigger cities new york city uh chicago you know la whatever you do not know what type of situation you're walking into 
So when you arrive to a call or you see something unfolding and you're re responding to it, you, you have to come pretty high strung, in my opinion, because you don't know. And, and just like Vic said, you don't see what we, we only see what the media wants to see. Right. Or whatever, whoever. Now we're in the age of where someone instead of helping, somebody pulls out a phone to record what's going on. And I think that's like. Uh, to get off of that real quick i think that's uh it goes both ways though because i think now we see a lot more of what really happens because we do have the ability to you know utilize social media what have you to to kind of bring light to certain situations that probably in the past were happening all the fucking time but we just never had any sight on it so you know and i and i know i keep like backtracking and kind of like I'm on I'm on kind of on both sides but if I were to be a police officer I think I would obviously not be as extreme as these individuals that do police brutality right but I think I would live my life to defend myself at all costs if if that makes I guess the point that I'm trying to bring home if that makes any sense it does, it does, and, I'm, and I know we're trying to end this as soon as possible uh, because we, we are actually hitting two hours now. Um, but I, I, my comment would be that we understand that defending ourselves is a way of survival, right? But I think that at certain levels, we also understand that, that human, humanizing ourselves is also a way to protect ourselves as well. Right. So if that's the case, if there are two avenues to look at to make ourselves or make the percentage of survival higher, then why are we only looking at the, 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 the side that requires additional force? Because if we're taught that, hey, there's two things I need to care about. One, physical restraint, physical force, and two, human, humanization. Those are two different avenues and they both need to be addressed. If I am looked at as a human to someone and they care about the fact that they have a family and they can relate that I probably have a family, then they're more relatable to care about my survival. If someone applies additional force or aggravation or disrespect, I'm promisely, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're less inclined to give a damn about my survival. So I, I get what you're saying. But that concept needs to be flushed out because the truth of the matter is whether you're in military or whether you're a cop, you decided to take a job in which your life is on the line, but you also took a job that required you to give an oath that says you will protect, defend, and serve the public. Agreed. Agreed. So, so that's all I'm, that's all I'm going to say. So technically in my, in my, my thought process, every day you go out on a call, you should be expecting to die. Yes. Now, is that realistic? Yes, probably, or no, however you want to look at it. But that's the job you chose. If you didn't want that, you can go bake fucking cakes. You can go clean fucking high school bathrooms for all I give a fuck. I guess, I guess the, the question that I have, and, and, and I won't be surprised, you know, there's not an answer. But, but when you go into a hostile community, right? whatever that your definition of a hostile community is as someone that is serving for the people at what point 
do you say half of these motherfuckers ain't trying to kill me anyway? Hey, and 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 but that's but that's something you have to identify. But if if you are as like you're saying, if you have a job that is high stress, high a uh, 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 rate of death every day, maybe every day you look at it that way. Maybe every day you're at that point to where I could die today. And if if that's the case, then there's a lot of things that you probably need to seek out. One, you should probably seek out some kind of therapy. Two, you should find a way to relieve some of that stress. And three, you need to ask yourself, do I really want to be doing this job? If I think I'm going to die every day, then maybe I should find a job that I don't think that. Well, some, but, but, but some people serve and do these, these jobs because they want to better that community that more than likely or a couple, whatever reason it is, they grew up in that neighborhood. They, they, they want to make it better because they heard of all the horror stories or whatever. But at what point does the community come together and say, hey, we as people also need to be better? And so, so that's, a, that's a good question. And that's a, that's a harder question to address because you're not, you're not addressing individualism. You're addressing collectivism. And to get everyone on the same page in a community is hard. To get technically everyone on the same page in a police department might be slightly easier because you see you see each other every day. Your 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 chief or your your police chief or commissioner tells you this is what we're looking for. This is what we need to be caring of. Hey, we're gonna do like maybe a community service type thing on this day. They're shaping what that looks like. But a community where everyone doesn't see each other every day, everyone doesn't know each other uh, each other's experiences or knows their life story. That's a hell of a lot harder. In my opinion. So here's here's, opinion. here's the other thing, and I'm sure there's police officers just like this as well. So I'm not gonna, I, I'm I'm gonna be right in the middle of this. But for example, there are people out there that hate you because you're a cop. They don't know anything about you. Hold on, give I, me a second. Don't they don't know anything about you. They just know that you're a fucking pig, and they fucking hate your guts, right? And I will say the same thing for. Probably people that are in uniform a lot, a lot more than we probably fucking think that hate minorities or whatever race because just because they're that race. No, no other reason. Right. But back to the cop, back to, back to the, the police side of the thing. I agree with that. You go into some community or, or some sector that does not like police officers. Now. There is no reason he might be the best cop. He might be the cop that everyone's been looking for. But at, at that moment, you don't care. And I, and I get that. I, I understand and I hear what you're saying and I, and, and I get that, right? But again, you signed up for that job knowing that there are probably people out there that hate you. Could you have picked a different line of, of occupation? Yes. 100%. Right? And this goes, this, unfortunately, this goes to the, to, to the discussion that some people have. It's a difference between when people say blue lives matter and black lives matter. When you say blue lives matter, that's a career. Like, I choose to be a cop. Black lives matter. I don't choose to be black. I was born black. I don't have a right. choice. I, it is what it is. So at any point in time, if it gets too much to bear or too much to handle, guess what, bro? Tap the fuck out. Stop being a cop. So do, do you something think that we, uh, or maybe those communities, not not necessarily we, because I don't I don't see you as a prejudiced person or someone that that has that thought process that you just conveyed, uh, as far as like you know, or what I just said is uh, along the lines of like not liking an individual just because. But do you think, 
and and this is there's no again no right or wrong answer but do you think the u.s especially these uh areas in the u.s that that have high populations would benefit or not benefit from having a police force so here's the thing and that's a hard question to answer um i'm gonna answer it and then i'm gonna go to the discussion that you you actually observe between myself and vic i don't believe that any community in in reality benefits from not having a policing force i don't think that's a real thing i think having a policing force that justfully holds a standard and keeps people safe is beneficial that's what i believe right but what i do understand what i also understand is is where vic and i um disagree is that the concept that you're going to get a race of people to stop um, emotionally uh, emotionally attaching themselves to things that are happening to their community to try to attempt to connect to the world or to everyone as a whole? I don't think that's realistic. Like we addressed earlier, I think that people stick with their comfort levels. And if I can go to someone else who is African-American, black, or whatever you want to call them, brown, and I have a dialect or understanding of this happens to us, this happens to us because of this, I understand you, you understand me, I'm on your side. I don't think that's going to change when I walk down the street to talk to my Caucasian or white friend, but like, hey, Bob. Look, have this has, has this ever happened to you? No, it has never happened to me. So I don't worry about it. Okay, well, guess what, Bob? If this never happened to you and you don't worry about it, well, why would I talk to you? I want to talk to the person who understands my struggle and is fighting for, in theory, my best interest. Right, but at what point, at what point do you allow or do we <clears throat> mandate that in order to change whatever that situation was, we need to say, okay, hey, look, you know what? I can't keep thinking about yesterday. I need to start thinking about tomorrow. So I don't have a clear answer to that because there are some, some people who will say, this person is right. I need to stop thinking about the past and think about today. But then you have another sector of people who exist who won't change. No, you're right. You're, you're correct. There's there's no I'm not denying that at all. But as long as it is, you, you know what I've seen recently? And I when I say recently, I would say probably over the past five, five to ten years is how quickly what what people want to believe it only needs to be socially acceptable. And once something is socially acceptable, that's the way it moves right um and th there's different examples but if if we can get the social narrative to say enough is enough it's time to change and these are the these are the things we need to do to change and have the the two prevalent sides so to speak come together and agree on that like that that's what needs to happen because otherwise what you're going to continue to have happen is somebody saying oh well i don't trust cops because when i was 18 you know 30 years ago i got pulled over and and they cuffed me on the side of the road and hit me and so you don't trust cops today because of something that happened to you 
30 years ago or even worse i don't trust cops because they went to did because of what they did to rodney king like it didn't happen to you and it didn't happen in your city and it didn't happen with the cops that are addressing you right now so here's the thing with that and this is just my personal opinion again i like to say that so people know it's my personal opinion this is an argument that has technically been going on for decades you have we can overcome by peace theory and you have by any means necessary theory when i sit down and i look i got you and 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 there's a place for both look at the, but i'm saying when i sit down and i look at this i do not see in any way shape or form the peaceful we will overcome theory being prevalent and because you can't see it it's not gonna work in your mind exactly that's that's the difference though that's the difference you need to be able to see peace but here's the problem with that it's not just my mind it's multiple people's mind and i'm saying this across the board if you can't see peace there's not going to be peace and that is what i'm getting to that's why i'm saying for me the realistic idea of peace or a, a consolidated community within the nation is not real it's because of that it's because of the minority or the sector that says no there can't be peace unless they understand where we're coming from and they can't understand it because they haven't lived it okay so what you just said is they there won't be peace unless they can understand so there is a way for peace do you honestly believe that the and i'm not even sure if it's the minority or the, the majority anymore do you really believe that the majority will care about the concerns of a sector of the United States and try to shape how we go forward around their concerns and feelings? Well, you're you're never going to get 100% consensus on anything, right? And when we're talking about millions of people, yes, you're going to have pockets of people who are not willing to let things go and pockets of people who are not but they become the anomaly they become the outliers correct but those outliers will potentially reach out to others and pull in or draw more support especially especially if things like police brutality happen to people and now they can say hey this person this is personalized this happened to me and the same argument can be said the other way around the majority the masses can pull onesies and twosies out of those outliers until they're gone the same argument can be used on either side now with a police force when you have those onesies and twosies who are not conforming to the police force they need to be identified and ostracized the question becomes are they being identified and ostracized and if so is it to the extent of the law or is it to the extent or the satisfaction of the the people they serve no currently probably not that needs well the law and the people they serve should be one and the same and they're not right now they're not right now but that's that's the way it should follow so to me that ostracizing it within the police force or that that uh those ramifications need to be within the letter of the law not what the outraged majority of people think that mainstream media want you to believe is the majority and i don't disagree i don't disagree because you initially said they should be one and the same and i agree with that but as we sit currently it does not seem that way no it doesn't but as long as as long as there's a mentality that says there's there will not be 
and there cannot be there cannot be any peace we have to we have to fight then you're going to continue to fight forever because you can't see a way to peace true but that's because the conversation happens to where there are two things that exist okay there is humanity the human race and there are other races and we've had this discussion Vic we should be looking at the consensus the safety the well-being of the human race but that is not the case we are looking at specifically as you said pockets or races that say hey i am not treated fairly i need to be considered i need to be thought about i need to be important i need to be humanized and that sector or those sector or pockets are the ones saying this isn't fair and when they say that there are other sectors or other pockets saying life isn't fair and that's fine to say but when you look at it and you say life isn't fair okay cool life isn't fair but were you enslaved are you a primary suspect for police brutality and or questioning or hey because you're this color or you wear this i'm concerned that you're out at this time of night with a hoodie on this shouldn't be happening you shouldn't be here like those are concerns that people have so last time I checked, and I could be wrong, right? Um, but nobody within the past hundred years has been enslaved based on the color of their their skin in America. Yes or no? True. You are you're not wrong. You are not wrong, sir. Right? Okay. So nobody alive, nobody alive is. Well, hold up. Wait. Well, hold up. And this is just me going far to the left, right? This is me for going far to the left. We we don't know about like one human servitude and two the fact trafficking in persons why i said why i said skin tone for that very reason right um but so so to keep holding on to this argument of well you were never enslaved like n neither were you right so stop that argument stop holding on to that mentality right now now to that point if i'm driving my if i'm driving in my uh my 85 cutlass right and I get pulled over, I need to go through the same process that the lady in the, the Mercedes that just drove past when she gets pulled over for the same thing and vice versa. It needs to be the same process. None of us in reality were ever enslaved, right? But that does not mean that one, people who have enslaved or passed on the enslavement mindset to their children, that's not saying that they no longer exist. Right. So there are still people in America who don't see us as whole people. They see us as percentages or less than. And as long as that exists, how can you really get a fair shake or a fair opportunity, especially if those factors are in positions of power? All right, well, that's just, and that goes back to what I was saying earlier. If you continue to look at what the other side is doing and continuing to blame that, as long as you're continuing to make that the reason for your problems, you're not going to solve anything. I'm not saying you're wrong, right? But I understand that there are still people who are upset about specific things. And, and, and yes, we've, we've, We've been addressing the fact that we're talking about black and white relations, right? But other than black and white relations, there are also other things that upset me within the black community. I don't like 
that black people freely use the N-word, whether it's an ER or a... And I say that because there is no positive association with that term. No matter how much you say that you take that and you've owned it to be a positive thing. There's, there's nothing. Of course there are. Because you using that term makes other people use that term. You producing music that is popular and using the N-word, that is, and one, the music is probably popular because there's a lot of Caucasian or white people listening to it. Guess what they are inclined to want to do? To use the fucking term because it's no longer ER. So in theory, with no longer being an ER, it's no longer negative. So when you put an A in it, anybody can be an N-word, right? Theoretically cool. So why do you take it negatively? Because of the history of it. I take it negatively, one, because of the history of it, and two, because, again, I don't believe there's any positive association to it. I don't care if you take an ER or another G off of it, right? I know where it came from. I would rather call you my brother, my friend, my homie. There's a hundred other words I can use to address you. But why would I need to use a word that was once used to degrade us. I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I also say that, that words only have an effect over me that I allow. They only have a power over me that I allow. Correct, but you can't control the power that it has on other people. No, that's on them. Right, and, and it's, that goes back to the individual accountability, and that goes back to me saying... And that's what I'm getting to. We... The problem is, when we talk about individualism and collectivism, we can't control the individuals. We can't control the collective either. And the individuals seem to be, but the individuals seem to be the loudest ones speaking. No, they're just the, they're just the ones that the cameras are pointed at. Maybe. But, but e either way, they're getting that focus. They're getting that attention. There is still a factor that says, I understand that there is humanity. And I understand that there is this sector. I am with this sector. And we're never, like you said, we're never going to get past that. There's always going to be an argument. But in my opinion, again, making it or establishing a level in which that everyone understands humanity mm -hmm. and what's right, wrong, and indifferent is what's going to cover all of us. But I believe, I, I honestly, truly believe that there are careers jobs, experiences that make us hardened to the basic rights or basic sensitivities of people. And so we no longer treat them as sensitivities, but we laugh at them. We mock, we, we, we make mockeries of them and we, we make a joke of them Yeah. because for us, we're numb to them. Right. And because we're numb to them, we pass that on to other people and they become numb to them, but they shouldn't. They should understand that seeing someone die yeah on camera is not okay yeah i and i agree with that 1000 percent because i have seen mockery of and it doesn't matter what side right it could be a caucasian person could be a black person could be a latino um and just because of whatever they are their race in this in this instance it, it, it you know there is somebody out there that will see it as funny or make a joke out of it or whatever and that's definitely not normal also i don't know if you noticed but uh vic fell off 
I did not notice that. Yeah. Um, and I'm about to pull him back in, but I'm yeah. glad you bounced in. But while I have you and him not back in, because I'm allowing him back in now, yeah. I will say this. There are there are things, because people are making comments. Frank says, great episode, brothers. Chase says, bro, I can't wait to hear this episode. It sucks. I had to bounce early. And then Frank says, I will put this out there. I would like to be part of the next episode if I am invited. Hey. So I just want those things to be be, be put out there. I was actually thinking about that with uh Yeah, I was actually thinking about that because Frank was making some great, great points today. Uh and, and really making me think and uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. I I wanted to mention that too when whenever we were done here. That's fine. So I'm gonna be honest with you, I will I will put this out there. We are literally going on two hours and 22 minutes. So more than likely, this will be a part as well as just like the other one was. Yeah. And, and on that note, dudes, uh, I unfortunately, I need to take off. I don't know if you and Vic uh, plan on chopping it up some more, but uh, I think I do I, need to I, go. Vic, tell me, but I think that we should probably just stop it here. No, I, I think it's a good stopping point, and I think there were a lot of things that were raised uh, that could possibly be topics for for uh, later shows. Definitely like to have Frank on, so I appreciate you uh, extending that invite out or, or that uh, the um, the interest, you know, in coming out, and uh, and we'll go from there. Perfect. So I will say this: thank you for everyone who has participated or interacted with this live um, podcast. So we have Kelly, we have Frank, and we definitely have um, Chase. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, please follow us or keep following us. Please promote us and let other people know. And we would definitely send you the invite for the next podcast. At this point, I will shut it down and say, hey, we're going to close this out. I am Demarcus Black. Hey, that boy Ego. It's Vic Damone. Appreciate y'all. And we are signing out. Good night and thank you for listening. Peace.